listen, we are back. What is this, our fourth one of these? Our fourth episode yeah, of Black Jaded Wolf Uncaged. And it's funny, we're uncaged. You know, we, we don't chat too often during the week. A couple texts here and there, and we start talking, and I'm like, you know what? We just we, we, let's we just, just record. We just gotta hit the record button. We just gotta get in there. We just gotta hit the record button because we're gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna have all these behind the scenes conversations, and I want the whole world to hear them, even if it's a conversation that's not about like you know your your time at a show, your time at you know the whatever shows you're going to. Because I know we're focusing on you know mm -hmm. what happens at shows because we don't got a lot of content on that. But it's been a fun time the last couple of weeks since we since we chatted. You know there have been some auctions and Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. You know there are a couple of shows. So, without further ado, we welcome back Sharon, Black Jaded Wolf, for another episode of Black Jaded Wolf Uncaged. How are you doing? Thank you. Very excited. You know, um, I think a lot of a lot of things to unpack in this episode, and um, a lot of people are coming up to me in shows now. Oh, I watch your show. You know, you and Cage are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's listen, fine. that's the point, yeah. right? And we we definitely get a lot of a lot of great feedback. Mm -hmm. Keep that coming, yeah. guys. You know, I mean. If you're thinking to yourself, oh, should I put a comment and not put a comment? We read it. Oh, that. let's do it. Yeah, respond. just comment. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. the first thing she said, she's like, people come up to me and tell me they like the show. We, you know, yeah. we're, we're real people. You know, I mean, I like to hear that stuff too. They Otherwise, said it's I'm a little different. Time. Yeah, they said it's a little different, you know, so it's just good. Yeah, I mean, we try to be a little mm -hmm. different. Speaking of a little different, I mean, I'm very different. But <laughs> I got a cool message. I know yesterday you were at the, the White Plains show. Right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, we can talk about that show in a sec. Were you at a show the previous weekend also? Yes, I was. Oh, Chicago. <laughs> oh my goodness. You want you yeah. want to give me like a quick Chicago summary? Tell me about the Chicago show. Uh Chicago was good, better than I anticipated, you know. Uh, I could only get one table, so I still took Huey. We flew there, just pack a lot in our in our four showcase, and you know, we did good. There's some wholesale. There's some, um, obviously, like, remember we talked about uh, yep. packing yep. some strategy, what you're packing. So there's a new trend I'm noticing. Some of the repack are taking a little step back, not as much. They're still buying, but now they put a notice. So when one or two of the bigger repack are telling you, they literally sat on some boots and, like, say, we're not buying right now, but we are doing some trading, you know? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me That's what that is. So for anybody who didn't listen to Black Jaded Wolf Uncaged episode three, go back and listen. You, you have to mm -hmm. stop now. You, you can't skip ahead. You can't skip mm -hmm. ahead. You got It's like a sequenced show here. You're yep. going to miss everything. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. no, I'm but just in kidding. that show, <laughs> we talked about a, a really cool strategy for going to the Chicago show you were headed to. And you said there were a lot of repackers there. And basically, you were bringing some inventory um, for people who would buy quality cards, slab cards, PSA 9s, 10s of, of stars, mm -hmm. you know, stuff that they can put into their repacks and, mm -hmm. and do well. And you knew that it would be like a wholesale and you were able to kind of like, you know, sell them, get rid of that stuff, create some liquidity for you to be able to buy cards for people to show. It was sort of like we were talking about Hakuma, Hakuna Matata. It was the circle yep. of life in the card show. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so you went and people were not – the repack buying was not as robust as you thought it was going to be. Tell me what you think that means. What do you think that means for the hobby, right? What do you think it means? Um, they're restructuring. That's all it means, you know. Um, they told me, you know, they're uh, clearing some older inventory, mm -hmm. either some losses or it's just that they have too much of something and, you know, so they're willing to trade, you know. They so could be good trading. Do you think it means PSA is getting back a lot of stuff? Maybe the backlog is getting clear and that they're getting a repack quality stuff from a million sources, just like auction houses are getting a lot of stuff listed? It's possible. Or also stuff that they thought it was hits before are not hits anymore. That's okay. the main reason. So let's say the main hits of the, the product is supposed to be 1000 to 2000 And that card that they bought are down to 500 so now they have to take a loss or either put it aside if you have a lot of money <laughs> and then, you know, suck it up and put it in a cheaper repack. Or now you have to basically buy newer, re spend some money and buy your, buy newer, bigger hits. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. Um... It's very interesting. And I think it threw some people off the loop, you know, there are people that I just found out, you know, I mean, I don't do it as a living, like to, to like sell, to repack and stuff like that. But it's amazing. There are actually people that save up their money, go to shows and then sell it on the next show on different 
companies, you know, that buys those things. And it's amazing. Now, one guy's like carrying a bunch of stuff and then they told, oh, we're not buying right now. There is like his face is like, I just flew in to get rid of this stuff, you know. Wow. So he's moving yeah. it, moving it in repacks. He sets up with repacks there or sets up with with cards and tries to No, he just carries his luggage and, you know, just go to find those people that buy sometimes even set up appointment, you know, and stuff like that. And then it just got thrown off the loop. Oh my God, they're not buying right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean it's it's different. But but even though that plan didn't work out according to what you thought it was gonna be. Oh like, yeah. People, but the show was very show. good. Actually, the show was pretty successful. There was actually some buyers that are buying fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar card. So and these are collectors. Um collectors and investors, you know, but okay. they're just limiting. Let's say they said instead of buying ten thousand, they're buying ten to thousand to fifteen hundred to two thousand, maybe, you know. All right. So, so they might hold it a show little. for a reason, right? Because you're out there, you're doing the live check, basically. You know, in in in, in the risk management world, we, we do a live and well checks. We send people out to make sure before we send them a check, they're actually alive and to cash mm -hmm. the check. So you're out there doing a live and well check of the hobby in person. You're checking the, the pulse of the hobby because the vast majority of people who watch this show, who who watch hobby content in general, they just see what Instagram is putting in front of them. They see mm -hmm. a headline that, you know, you shouldn't end shows on holiday weekends and that everybody, there was a, a bloodbath and, you know, Black Friday mm -hmm. came early or, you know, <laughs> it was really on Saturday or Sunday and that, that yeah. Golden mm -hmm. or PWCC had great auctions last night. And, yeah. you know, if you just, if you just close your eyes, open them up and say, wow, Instagram, the hobby's dead, the hobby's dying. So you just said, Chicago, people were buying. Right. So Fine. give yep. people a, uh, because we'll get to yesterday's show in a second, but I got a message that said I was at the Westchester show today. Excellent mm -hmm. vibe. Very busy. Tons of vintage relative to modern, but my son got a nice PSA 10 jail and hurts downtown optic. I bought a bunch of auto cards of hall of famers like Koufax, Carew and Mattingly. I'm an optimist for him on the hall of fame. Mm -hmm. I was glad to see things so busy and more and more. I'm noticing vintage coming more prevalent at these shows. I saw um card, uh, basketball card guy mm -hmm. say, Hey, it's show day. He did a little story and it was yeah. a huge line just to get into the show. Right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I saw him too. Yeah, the show was pretty packed. Uh, usually, it's one of my better. Some people don't like the show, but usually, it's my it's my retail show. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I changed my strategy doing like a type of show like this. Um, a lot more retail, a lot more like maybe five hundred and below cards for kids. Tons of kids around, you know. So you just gotta plan a little bit ahead, you know. Know who who's coming to the show, but there was definitely a lot more people, and it wasn't even about the signers. You know, some shows are like, oh, they have great signers, that's why there's a lot of people. You know, it's a weaker signer show, but it's it, it was a lot of people buying yesterday. So that's good. I mean, you think that's holiday mm -hmm. time, or do you think people just realize there's bargains? A little bit of both. Um, I think it's holidays, a little bit of both too, maybe. So cheaper stuff are really affordable now. Like if you're really, there's still, people don't understand the prism based stuff are mm -hmm. still, I know people don't care about it. Like the investors, mm -hmm. but yep. retail people do. It's like, if they want a Tatum right now, they would buy an optic Tatum for 150, you know, or a hundred dollars. I mean, it, it just to be a fan, basically. Yeah, you know. So, so, so let's okay. let's spend two minutes on that, right? Because that's 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 the hobby the way that I remember it, right? I mean, it, yeah. you know, it's not everybody out there with their scientific calculators and their phones looking at comps and saying, "All right, I can't buy this Tatum Optic for one fifty because next week it's going to be one thirty-five. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to flip it at the next show. I can't really stick it into a mystery repack. I can't mm -hmm. take it, sell it on whatnot for a quick profit. It was. <laughs> You know, somebody saying, "Well, I like that optic card. Uh, yeah. You know, it's less than a prism. It's 150 bucks, and I'm going to take it. And I'm going to put it on my shelf, and I'm going to watch the Celtics games, and I'm going to watch Tatum ball out. And this is me mm -hmm. being a fan, sort of like buying a jersey and wearing it to exactly. school. Exactly. Yeah. Know? And mm -hmm. that's a different swing back to the way that it was before. It was all right. I'm going to stack as many as many of these and call them, yeah. you know, shares of a player, and hopefully he performs, and I can sell these shares of a player in, in a week or two for more. Exactly. So, like I was telling you, like uh, the Comic Con vibe. Kind of yesterday was kind of like a Comic Con vibe. You know, good. a lot of sale. I mean, I literally went back on Sunday to my office and brought in like probably hundred and below stuff that kind of fl flew. You know, kids were buying fifteen dollar. 
Greens, Maxi, $25, like Jalen, all PSA 10s too. So, wow. you know. So $25 yeah. Bane and Maxi PSA 10s. <laughs> yeah. This are like the cheaper stuff, you know, stuff that got stuck in uh PSA like for a year and a half and I couldn't move them and stuff like that. I don't your care. Chronicles <laughs> and your, you know, mosaic. Yep. Review mm -hmm. versions and that kind of stuff. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's a lesson learned there, right? I mean, you took a very different approach to the Chicago show than you took mm -hmm. to this show. You called yeah. it a retail show. Um, and even, I mean, look, you have the luxury of this because it's a semi-local show for you. Mm -hmm. But even you were able to pivot from your Saturday offerings to your Sunday offerings by bringing back, you went back to the office and grabbed, you know, $100 and lower, $50 and lower yeah. cards because mm -hmm. people were asking for it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and... Do you think people think they're too good to play in that in that sphere? You know, you think dealers don't want to play in twenty five dollar PSA ten cards? You think they don't want to bring them? Um, it's yes and no. Some of the higher investor that wanted the bigger money, but uh, no, obviously. But there's tons of whatnot people that are uh, doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I haven't announced it yet, but um, uh oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm I'm. I'm joining whatnot, and uh, after a year of like trying to convince me, we've been there, you know. Uh, I'm joining uh, whatnot in like two weeks, my first episode show with them and stuff like that. So wow, yeah. awesome! There you go. See but, that we put you out there, we uncaged you, and boom, <laughs> whatnot has to have you. I love it. <laughs> but like, like those are the things that sells too in whatnot because there's a lot of non-hobby people that like i said like oh my god you have a 20 dollar, 25 dollar jalen brown like you know why not a psa 10 already i mean you submit one right now it costs you 18 dollars and 20 dollars right. plus shipping so why not buy the card already at 25 dollars you know so yeah. yeah so it happening now again in shows it stopped for a little bit like last year nobody's buying those things but now kids are like, oh, this I'm so excited to get this, you know, that sort of thing. So it was it was fun. I mean, listen, that's the way it was. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether or not institutional money backs that type of a hobby, or maybe there's a you know lane for both of them, you know. Um, so with 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 prices kind of coming down, you're seeing, you know, a little more fun, a little more kids, a little more retail buying, or yeah. that's just this specific this specific show, you think? No, I think it was, it was the same way in Chicago. I have a, a lot more people asking me, like, I feel bad. There was like a, this eight-year-old kid. Do you have anything in your showcase below $200? And in Chicago, I, I couldn't, I, I thought, I looked, I couldn't find a single card that's below 200 bucks. I kind of felt bad. You, you know, one this, table. You have one table, you know, know. it's primarily there. So, so, you know, but I, I did that before. I always cover every price range before, you know, but based on what people demand, you know, I obviously change, but now as a business person, now you have to probably restructure again and it's that time. So I have a question for you. Normally I ask questions and then answer myself within the question and, you know, spend four <laughs> minutes and then give you 10 seconds to respond. I just did it again, but okay. I'm going to actually let you answer this because you have a unique perspective in the hobby. I'm not at these shows. I mean, I go to a show here and there and you're at shows every week. I would say that overall the hobby has sort of like a um, little negative air about it right now. You know, there's a lot of like uh, death in the air, you know, the uh, Grim Reaper knocking on every single door of the auctions yeah. and the whole deal. And I think with that, that uncertainty comes a little bit of panic. And, you know, yeah. I've got a lot of messages from people. I'm just selling everything. I'm just I'm mm -hmm. putting everything into the auctions and I'm going to sell them. I'm, I'm, I'm consigning all my stuff. I'm going to take a loss. You know, like I just want to sell, sell, sell. And I think part of that is because, you know, they get their news from a lot of doom and gloom. There's a lot of hanky-panky yep. talk. There's a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, naysaying negativity. And, you know, some of it rightfully so, some of it earned. And here I am keeping my question really short for you. You get mm -hmm. to see what's going on out there in the real world at shows with people buying. I guess my question is, do you have a different take from, from is, is, is the show different than what you see on Instagram? Right. I mean, what would you say to people who are like, wow, you know, this is all I see. Everybody's saying that PWCC and Golden and all these sales were, quote, bloodbaths. I better get rid of my stuff now. <laughs> what would you tell those people? It, take a step back. You know, if you could, I, I don't suggest selling your whole collection because before the announcement of pandemic, that's what a lot of people did, actually. 
sold their collection and they regret it. It's like the stock market. It's like when they tell you, dude, they always, in your investment app, they tell you before you open and look at your how, how much you lost, they tell you it's better to stay and be patient. And this is the same way. But there are stuff that you have to ask your gut. Is, is certain stuff going to come up the next year or two? Or they're going to drop a little bit more? And then those are stuff that you might consider moving if you're not attached to them. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of people, tons and tons more people bringing Kobe autographs, Jordan autographs. These are true collectors. Years ago, I met this guy in Chicago. He was just buying Jordans and Kobe, like not selling any of them. And now I saw him this Chicago and he's like, he's taking a loss and trying to get rid of those. Mm -hmm. If, If you're a true collector, I suggest keeping them. But there are also people that... I told this to him like last year in Chicago when I saw him, it's at 15,000 right now. Maybe try to sell a couple, you know, 15 to 25,000, some of his Jordans. And then I saw him this summer and it was down to eight to 10,000. So that's 5,000 loss already. And he bought all this Jordan within like below $2,000. Right. And now are you going to wait for it to, do you really think it will stay at 8,000 or it might even drop to five? So at this stage, it's at five now. So I guess he decided he's like, time to sell some at maybe five to 8,000, you know? So that's what price range. If he doesn't sell it at that price range, he said he's going to keep it. So that's the stage we're in. You have to assess if, Jordan is is a little weird because I don't always wish I don't wish people bad, but if something happened to Jordan, obviously it will go crazy for a few years. You know, I don't want that. But the Kobe situation, it has dropped a lot recently. Yeah. His cards, even on card, now are like seven hundred dollars. You know, you don't see that for almost the, the last three years. And now it's it's time to consider if it's really worth moving some of those Kobe's. You know that you type did of that thing. You that too yourself, right? You did the Kobe, yeah, I did you Kobe yourself, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you, know, you could have gotten more for it, and you didn't. But you're, you know, this is what you're reassessing, right? I mean, you you assess is that it's money probably, better spent in something else? Yeah. It's one of my biggest, um, probably purchased during pandemic, which was it was at his height. Right. You know, um, I paid like I think eighty thousand for the Kobe logo, man. I ran it this week, and it ended at thirty six with buyer's premium. So. I took like, you know, 40, I guess, loss, uh, 40 something. And you got to take some taxes, you know, and all that stuff. But, you know, so that's why when, when you made the comment with a uh, Cajun and I was like, why would I sell? I would rather sell the Kobe right now. Cause I think it might drop even a little bit more mm-hmm. and it's kind of sucky because it's a logo, man. It shouldn't. Instead of but, selling a prospect that you yes. might have gotten in on, right? And your yeah. deal. Should I sell a Tatum right now? Or Tatum is a different story because he's so high right now. Right. But he's I high, do right. think, yeah. But I think like a Maxi or, yes. you know. Maxi or, or if you have like Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes, that team that you don't think are going to win and make an impact those players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, try. I would hold those right now a little if you got in them in a fair price, you know. I mean, it's a different way of saying it, right? I, I yeah. would say, hey, trim some of the fat that you're you're non PC, right? And and listen to what what what's being said here, guys. You know, assess your own PC. You know, Sharon yeah. saying, you know, I might take a loss on a Kobe, but I'll put that forty thousand into some prospects now and maybe make that back faster than that Kobe is going to come up, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. And she's right. I'll give you. Listen, she's talking about a loss. Yeah, I'll give you a mistake that I made just during this year, mm-hmm. uh, coming into the the NFL preseason. I mentioned this on the show and I gave people time to buy and, you know, that we weren't competing with me. I, um, I bought a lot of Jordan love cards. I bought RPAs. I bought national treasure, true RPAs out of 99. I had like five of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some flawless, you know, PSA tens, um, you okay. know, out of 20 out of 10, like nice colored patches, you know, okay, the vertical wait. ones. Did you keep them? Okay, so this is where the story goes, right? So obviously the answer is no, right? But I bought them in the beginning of the season, like before the Uh season started, thinking, all right, maybe they'll trade him, right? Maybe they'll trade him, and that could be my exit. If he gets traded in the preseason, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of talk about it being traded. um, And, um, 
he didn't get traded. And then the season started and Rodgers was, you know, playing okay. You know, they were the whole deal. And my thought to myself was around week three or week four, like he's not going to play this year. They're going to let Rodgers run out his string. Rodgers will be yep. good enough. Mm-hmm. And even if he does play this year, why would they put him out there and throw him to the wolves with this team that yep. if Rodgers can't make it work, you know, if they do let, let him play, he's going to look like shit. If Rodgers can't make it work, why would I want to mm-hmm. hang on to him? And I sold my stuff like week five, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. lost. I took a loss because I said, you know what? It didn't work out. I took a little bit of a gamble. I maybe mm-hmm. they'll trade him. You know, maybe he'll play. Maybe he'll get traded like the trade deadline. Or maybe and it wasn't happening. They said they weren't trading him, and I, I I sold a loss. Now, if I had those this week, if I had those today, I'd be making a ton of money. Yeah. Right? I, I would yeah. be selling them, but I wouldn't be holding mm-hmm. them. I'd be selling them today. Yes. And yeah. Bought them from me. Hundred percent. Sell them. Yes. But, but so I mean, it's a perfect example, right? Like that's one where. You know, I shouldn't have sold my Jordan Loves. I should have sold something else. I should have sold some Kobe's. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because look at the potential swing mm-hmm. that's there yeah. that a Kobe's not going to have. Well, the Jordan's mm-hmm. probably not going to have. Mm-hmm. So I understand what you're saying and just give a yeah. real world example of, of that. Yeah. For me. And that's the thing about prospect. There's still a time, as long as they're still with the team, you know. Uh, baseball prospect is even more intricate. But football is literally when there's a chance people want a prospect and jump on it. And to me, I told my customer who I helped this offseason try to get a lot of Jordan Love because he was obsessed with Jordan Love until the news that they re-signed Rodgers, obviously. But instead of panicking, you know, he bought a bunch of treasures and stuff. I told him, just put it away, you know, because I have a feeling, you know, if he doesn't stay healthy, because I think Rodgers was going to get hit a lot this year. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, he's a little older. And that's what happened yesterday. Yeah, and, and he yeah. hurt himself. Yeah. I mean, but, but so that's the thing. And the, I guess the other part is kind of know who you are. That was yep. me stepping outside my comfort zone. That was like gambling for me. I yeah. bought him. And by the way, I now know who I am. And that's not patient enough for these things to not work out immediately. Oh, patient you know what I mean? is the main key. Yeah. You know who my two, uh, you know, leading into preseason, like week one preseason buys were? Christian McCaffrey and Jordan Love. And I sold Those them both. Yeah, I know. And I sold them both before. I sold McCaffrey before he got oh, traded. Man. I took a small loss on McCaffrey. Yeah. I sold after okay. one like really good week, and I'm like, all right, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. I took the loss on Love. So here I am. I made the right call. So you you talk about preseason. You love Jalen Hurts and Tua, right? And you've made the right call, and you've done yep. well with those. I mm-hmm. made what I think, depending upon when you look at them. Jordan Love today yeah. is a great preseason call because you can get rid of his stuff. Christian McCaffrey, when he got traded to the Niners and now may actually have like a postseason run in him. So what you did are bigger gamble than what I did because the guys I did have a secure job. Obviously, if they didn't play well, you know, then it, it yeah. could have tanked too. But yours is there's other – you're relying on other people's performance too. McCaffrey is a little different. I, my thing with running back is, you know <laughs> – is uh a little tough. I don't invest in running back. That's one people one position I don't invest in, but yeah, I mean, so you don't buy Justin Fields. Just no. kidding. I call him a running back. I don't have Lamar either. I don't have Lamar either. So I mean, mm-hmm. listen, that's a good question, right? You saw the Lamar um, you know, what was it, the one of one The one of one, one. Right? Mm-hmm. The shield, I think mm-hmm. it was. And it sold for so much less than like the Burrow and the Herbert and the Trevor Lawrence and all these other ones. Why do you think that is? Because Lamar, like people know what he is or because, the you know, it's sold because the price is coming down. Give me your. your I've asked like, different people this <laughs> and I've asked one of my good friend and he's a he's a fantasy advisor, basically. Yep. And he thinks not to say not to be negative, but he thinks the color of his skin and the way he plays is yeah. one of the reason. So, and, you know, but that it's the way he plays, you know, he's a running, he, if you read and not on that, he has started a stigma. I'm talking about Lamar mm-hmm. got into the playoff first few years in his career and got bounced in the first round. Right. right. Yeah. And then now, the he's getting, and it's going downhill, <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. But now He's literally losing some crazy tough game in the fourth quarter that people are blaming him, even though not looking that his team is not great. (laughs) He doesn't have the weapons that those guys, you know, you're the board. Well, board doesn't have a line, but 
I yes, told people okay, Jaguars money line in yesterday's whatnot show when I, when I <laughs> in our Sunday morning whatnot show. I said Jaguars money line. I think the Jags, you know, if all falls right, they could beat the Ravens. Exactly. So now they have a stigma, and you know, and if it will follow Lamar, you know, for a little bit until he proves that he could get in the playoff, win, and go deep and go into the Super Bowl. That's the only way it could disappear. So once a player that I'm investing have that stigma, I unload them. It's just my way. It, it's it's people, you know. They have that's that's the same thing with Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. It's interesting <laughs> momentum. I've I've made an argument on my show a bunch of times that you know with cards, it's this slow build up. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. they fall, it's very hard to it's go. It's very back hard up. to come back. Like an yeah. Like Joe Burrow had with his with his leg, or you know Trey Lance. It might actually be a good thing that he got injured. I hate to say that, but you know that might be, you know. <laughs> But but you're right, Mac Jones done. Like Zach mm-hmm. Wilson, I don't think he ever comes back from where yeah. he I, I kind of feel bad because I do believe Zach Wilson have this physical skill. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure, you know, if he's the complete package, obviously. And I don't know. Sometimes the Jets is like a quarterback killer, but <laughs> they you kill know. quarterbacks. You're 100 yeah. right. But they also draft bad quarterbacks. They draft yes, who exactly. have one good college season and you yep. don't know enough about him. The same thing with Mark Sanchez, although he actually yeah. has well, they usually go with guys that have strong arm. Besides Pennington, it's like they got tired of the Pennington ways, and they just draft with like good quarterbacks. And I mean, quarterbacks that have arm and can't do anything else. But yeah, I mean, listen, well, it remains mm-hmm. to be seen. Sam Donald had a good week this past week with uh, Carolina, yeah. you know, as an underdog mm-hmm. there. Um, he's so weird. He always start out well when he comes back from anything, and then let's see if he could drop carry off. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I mean, look. There are cards out there for people to be fans of these guys. There are cards out there for people to invest in these guys. I guess, you know, the couple things learned here. Number one, my conversation with, with Cajun, there's different ways to do it, right? Like, you know, there are, you know, you don't just have to sell some big pieces, you know, take some money off the table. You know, you, you, you definitely don't have to just sell prospects, you know, take, take a, you know, there's different ways of, of doing it. I, I appreciate what you're saying. And look, you're probably right. I've sold many things. Um, you know, and I probably should have held on to the the Jordan Love instead of selling somebody else that I sold during the last couple of months. Um, you you can't be lying. afraid of. You obviously can't be afraid of taking a loss, but patience is so important. You know, people don't don't think that. Oh, why don't you just move them? I move them when I really think there's no potential on this kid. You know, I'm talking about the guys that I really don't like, but I still see a little hope instead of. I, I'm I'm so stubborn when it comes to that. Okay. You so know, what do but, you do with the cards? You just put them away. Like we we talked two episodes ago. You're like Justin Herbert. I'm not even putting them out because because the prices are too low. People don't. I just take them. Oh, I put oh them my away. Justin Herbert is is. I have a couple of NTs. You know, uh, they're just all in the safe right now. I have some golds of uh, you know people don't even see and it's just all put away because that's the thing about Herbert. I mean, yesterday you could see because his tools were back a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know and he's so young still to me there's always chargers have a lot of good strong fan base too so i think you know either next year um could be a good way to they could even make the playoff yet so yeah still 100 <laughs> yeah. winning record um listen it's, it's a little bit of patience right i mean that's yeah. that's i guess part of part of what we're talking about here i don't have it myself I have to be better with that myself, especially because I mean I have to have confidence that the calls that I make when I'm when I'm buying stuff when it's outside my comfort zone. It's not Babe Ruth when it's somebody who's playing. I'm usually looking for something that has multiple exits. Mm-hmm. And Love, I I always knew that he could start next year, but I didn't have enough patience with the market yeah. doing what it's doing to to make that. When I bought it, I said that oh he could be traded. Uh, preseason, yep. mm-hmm. he could be traded before the deadline. He could get in. I could even yep. have it for next year and just hold it and blah blah blah. I just did not have the patience. I saw okay, it's quick money. I can yeah. turn it around, take a small. You just gotta put away it. sometimes, you know. Yeah. Just just put it away and and hopefully you're in well. That that's my thing. If if you're in very if you bought love at like twenty five hundred dollar for the RPA national treasure then that's high in my opinion but if you bought them at like 15 yeah exactly Uh, to me that's a hold because anybody that just gets a little chance it's more than 1200 right away (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, I can imagine what they're selling for today. If I had all yes. I had nice stuff, flawless. I was buying all yes. different levels. I'm buying, you know, like yes. the, the Prism PSA 10 base. And that was, I was going to tell you, that's the best way to do it too. Not just all NT. You got to buy different range. So if you sell those small stuff now, like, you know, like I said, you always, the NT could be way lower now or free. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, I wish I still had them and was selling them today instead of selling mm -hmm. them a couple weeks ago, but it is what it is. So last part, and I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Give me some mm -hmm. flowers, some kudos. You went to two shows. Um, talk to me about, you know, the, the people who put on the show in Tarrytown, what you liked about it, what you saw there. And, you know, if you want to drop a little like, hey, they could do this better, you can. I mean, you know, sound like you had two good shows. You might not even have something, to, you know, to work on for it. But talk to me about the um shows. Um, Chicago is Chicago. You know, I, they have a new ownership. I don't really know the ownership. You know, uh, they're not, they have a big group of people that's working there. Uh, I just don't know how to tackle the Chicago promoter, you know, uh, they're old school, but they also in social media. So they're taking care of that. But the New York promoter, Jimmy and Brian have always been old school. So they listen to me. I've known them. I mean, they voted me Hall of Fame last uh, two Hall years ago so for White Plains and, you know, stuff like that. But we spoke for like maybe 45 minutes yesterday, just talking about how to upgrade, how to get involved in social media, teaching them how to do use focus a little on reels too, you know. And let me tell you, Jimmy and Brian have some of the biggest and well-ran memorabilia business and vintage business so but they don't people don't know that people don't know that some of the east coast dealer have some crazy vintage and memorabilia so i told them to do some reels so it was a very productive meeting with them and how else we could do like some cross promotion like giveaways for the next show so the january show is so funny i was like debating on not doing it uh -oh. since i'm coming since i'm coming back from uh hawaii popcorn you know so and i'm extending for another week i wouldn't come back from hawaii <laughs> exactly. to the East. what's wrong with you stay in hawaii I know. So yesterday, you know, Jimmy's like, we after that meeting, I have to move my day to come back a little one day early so I could start the show. But I'm like, uh. okay. So based on that, because they have a big uh, Pete oh, Alonzo is okay. gonna be oh, is gonna wow, be man. on the next show. So we're gonna try to do some cross promotion. Probably, I I told them to do a lot of uh kids giveaways. So we're doing some kids pack and then i'm doing some promo with them too or is that hofstra or is that back in no Tarrytown? it's in white plains, white plains. uh well tire town again you know but we're they're having like two three rooms and stuff like that we're having probably a trade night again so we're trying to promote and bring kids in and stuff like that so we catch with pete alonzo let's go that's what we gotta do okay. you know they should do that right it will make one kid's life and it will be great for uh, social media. <laughs> yeah, it would be fantastic. I don't know if they can get them to do it. I don't know. If I actually told them, I actually told them if they could get Pete Alonzo just to say he's going to be in White Plains, like just say something funny and, you know, that he'll be showing up in White Plains. I think that'll be great. But they don't look so positive. They're like, <laughs> They I don't mean, think listen, they I'll, get, get, a, done, I'll but... get a press conference video of Pete Alonzo just on stage saying anything, and I'll voice it over. I'm coming to White Plains. You know, I'll be like, it's me, the polar bear. I should suggest that to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll make it. Let's go. Well, I mean, that's good. Yeah. They're trying yeah. to do stuff that's bringing kids in. It sounds like for the last couple of shows you were at, there was good foot traffic. There was good, you know, variety of people buying at different levels. Uh, you know, people collecting, people filling out their, you know, their binders, um, you know, mm -hmm. little vintage. You still don't see as much vintage uh, across the, across the map, do you? No, no. But people are looking, even younger kids. I have this 13-year-old kid that's, like, looking for vintage. He, he's looking for a Koufax rookie. I'm like, you, you know. Go. So I'm like, that's great. I mean, it's safer. And, and I always tell people, I don't do it because it's, you know, it's just boring for me. But... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I don't care. No, no, but that's the thing. But if you want something that's safe and it will grow, those are the things. And I do think those things will grow. It's just that I, I, I want to watch it and you know correlate with the athlete that I'm rooting for. You know, 
listen, and that's a different mm-hmm. type of fandom. It really is. Yeah. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. collectible stuff that I talk about, I did a, a real last week. I don't know exactly what it was. It was just, you know, from, from an episode from, from one of our shows, they clip it for, and they put it out there. I'm an idiot. I sound like a moron, but we're talking about this recent Andy Warhol that sold, you know, a piece of art and it's uh-huh. the person who sold it made millions of dollars. It was like a huge, you know, increase, but okay. they held it for 10, 15, 20 years. And if you if you worked out the annualized return from the purchase to the sale, it was like a 14% return. Mm. And what I was saying was people in this hobby, at least the people who have come in the last couple of years, they would scoff at that. Like I have people telling me like, I'm on a 14% return. I mean, if I can't 2X <laughs> this card by next month, it's not worth my time. And you're like, what? Yeah, we got spoiled, you know. But that's how vintage is, though. You need to let it sit. And I tell people, I always ask, like, people always come up to me, like, how do I, can you help me build a portfolio? You know, I just had two grandkids. I want to buy some card that could be good for their college and help the parents, you know, and stuff like that. So I catered, I told them, build majority of your portfolio probably in in vintage. And then some modern so you could, you know, get a little influx when somebody gets hot. But, you know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> I mean, it's like anything else, right? Diversify your portfolio, check out yeah. your risk. You know, you got more risk and, you know, some penny stocks, put some penny stocks some Jordan love. You gotta love it. So what shows are you going to next? What's on the, what's on the, uh, the future? Calendar? So this, this weekend is Philly. Uh, it's going to be good. I, I, it's probably the strongest show in the East coast, you know? Uh, so I'll be doing that. And there's tons of Eagle signing, tons of Philly signing. Um, there's, it's going to be fun. So I I stumbled upon an account called Trade Nights. I think okay. it's a cool idea. I'm gonna reach out to them. So here you go, okay. free promotion, guys. So guys, I guess you know. Here you go, Trade Nights. You had no idea this was coming. So there you yeah. go. It's TradeNights.com, and basically okay. it's like um like a live show like calendar, and it's an account oh. on Instagram. It's called just Trade under uh, you know underline like underscore Nights. Um, so you can just nights. tag them in an event, and they will repost it. Yeah. So it's, and they post what card shows are coming up and the whole nine oh, yards. Oh, that's so, cool. Card shows in your location, whole deal. It used to be something you'd have in like a Beckett magazine. I'm looking I for know. it. I know. People like auctionreport.com is, is a site that I use. People don't know about it. It's like an old yeah. man thing. You know, and you can see, okay, this this auction's ending tonight. PWCC's on there. Golden's on there. Heritage. And some lesser known, you know. Yep. Game, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know, whoever's on Huggins and Scott. And we you know, we need something like that. So a lot of people are like asking me recently, like, how do I find what shows? I get me- tons of messages yeah. like what shows and like in their own hometown, you know, that they don't have to travel. I wish there's a site that promoter could just submit kind of like how Beckett worked before yeah, for free, be you know, for free. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, and, the mm-hmm. if you have the same, the same place, then your, your, your grading companies, your other companies are going to be there. Yeah. You also say, I'll be there. Beckett could say, we'll have on-site yeah. grading or take home submission. SGC, SGC yeah. say, like, we're going to be there. And then, and now people, it's one centralized location. It's a good thing. Exactly. I, don't know, I wish somebody, yeah. is, this is the closest thing to it that i could find trade yeah. nights reach out to me maybe you sponsor the black jaded wolf uncaged maybe we'll, maybe we'll make you to this i'm surprised there isn't one yeah i'm surprised too because i think uh it's needed but you know i i do some messages are mostly like oh where i could find you where what shows are there you know and then there, he's like one guy's like is there any new york show i said this weekend oh i'm in albany though <laughs> so i'm like yeah i mean I'm new york's big you're gonna come yeah. take a train I yeah, should, I should take the train. I should mm-hmm. take the train to Albany. Yeah, once a it's week actually. Oh wow! <laughs> yep, once a week. We're talking wow. 10, ten years ago. A little, maybe a little more. Oh, yes, I'm like that's, that's every Wednesday. Long... <laughs> used to go to Penn Station, take a train all the way up to Albany, work in Albany, and come back the same day. That's a, how many a hours is that? So, the train's only like three, four hours each that's way. Long. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's better than driving, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. There yeah. was a bar card. Oh. Only on the way back when work was done. I wasn't drinking in the morning. I mean, I was on the uh-huh. train. It was like five thirty in the morning. I didn't want. I didn't want. I didn't want to drink anything but Coke Zero. Oh right, my listen, god! Okay. This has been fun. This, I mean, I yeah. like talking about this stuff. Chicago um, was a good show for you. Sounds like Tarrytown was great, and you got Philly coming up. What are you looking forward to with Philly? Uh, I think retail is going to be great too in Philly. It's getting mm-hmm. closer to the holidays. Usually the busiest month I have besides the national, like the August month is, you know, the holiday season. 
So, so you will um, have a showcase of just Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Devontae no, Smith, and AJ Brown I sold a lot of my Jalen Hurts, actually. So I I don't have much left. I probably have like two. I have a bunch of two, uh, which might either I sell it or go to Golden, but you know. <laughs> Well, so so talk me through it. You told you sold Jalen Hurts. I said say sell Jalen Hurts. A lot of people will probably be like, "Wow, she really sold." Is it because it's not that you don't believe in him? It's just that the amount of upside that's there for you to catch going forward is limited. You might as well sell your stuff. Talk to me about why. So one thing I learned from this uh, football hobby for twenty years is hot streak is the hottest thing. Yeah, I mean it will sell hotter than Super Bowl even. So he is in one of those streaks that you don't see a nine-game streak every year. The longest is like five, six, you know. So to me, you you got to take advantage of his streak. And it just happened that you know he I took a loss obviously during during that auction. I did give him a big card, but not not the black. Uh, I gave him a national treasure, you know. Luckily, I paid good for it. I paid like yeah. four thousand for it, and it sold for eighty five hundred. You know, so I still doubled my money. But everybody's like, "Oh, he's down, he's down." People don't understand that card. You know, I mean, it was a seven. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I'm I'm happy to get rid of it. They they were selling for above ten k before, but you know, it's okay to take. I I didn't take a loss. <laughs> right. Well, it's but, not a loss. I mean, yeah, people who wanted to be fifteen. To yeah. But it's just not at 15, you know, but I'm okay with that. So, so now, now if you think about it, 4,000 profit, and then now your, your black, whatever you have rest in your investment, now it becomes, so you know, and lower. So and you can take that 8,500 and put it into something else. Yes. Right? You can okay. buy those. Okay. Not Jordan Love right now. Not Jordan <laughs> not Love. Not Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I held on to my Jordan Love. Yes. But we all have that. And guys, it's important for me to tell you guys this stuff too because we're not on here talking at you guys. We're doing the same stuff. Exactly. You know, you know, I'm here. Sharon's telling and you about it. the weird part is you bought it. So that means you had the right instinct. You just got to follow through though. You yeah. know, that's that's the thing. And I always tell kids that. So, so there are kids that like message me, is it time to sell? You know, I text one of my kids, it's it's time to consider. I'm not saying you should sell your Jordan love, but it's time to consider, you know, maybe I'd a few selling. pieces. Yeah, it, it, maybe a few pieces. Because if you don't sell now, you have to wait till next year, basically. I'm talking I mean, about uh, the start of the season again. If he has the job, you know. But it's not even guaranteed because they could pick one, pick a quarterback What's again. What's funny is Jordan Love, it's amazing how it works out. Like, you know, like I was so right and yet I was so wrong because I sold. But I think they play Chicago this week, who Green Bay usually owns, especially Rodgers owns it. But if Rodgers isn't playing, you got mm-hmm. Chicago and then you have a bye. So, I mean, you and could Chicago have a, possibly without fields. Without fields, potentially, yep. right? Or an mm-hmm. injured fields at best. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's one of those scenarios where you could you could be in like, yep. prime selling position of jordan love right now but yes who knows? you know this is the perfect timing to sell him in my opinion the but. point is we get it wrong too we get it wrong too and you know i mean that's mm-hmm. i think it's part of the fun of it being able to tell the stories and share the stories right because i mean getting it wrong on a card and taking a loss on it doesn't mean wow i'm dumb i gotta get out of this you know no. that's you didn't come in to be right about every single call and you don't have to be mm-hmm. right about every single call and you know I mean, I think it's important for you to share that. It's important for people to know you're selling some Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to bring? What are you bringing to Philly? Everything. Uh, I bring I, – I have Tua's. <laughs> Tua. <laughs> Tua. I still have Hurts. I'm not like big ones, but, you know, I have smaller Hurts and stuff like that. Uh, people has been asking me, oh, can I take a picture with black the black hurts? But I, I don't even bring them anymore. People just want to take pictures. You know? <laughs> That's cool, though. And so give me this. In the last two weeks, give me one or two things you picked up. Either foot traffic walking in, somebody you know sold it to you, something you were looking for and saw at a show from another deal, or maybe a trade you made. Something cool that you didn't have two weeks ago the last time we spoke that you picked up at one of the shows. Okay, so one of my favorite pickup this White Plains is people don't know that I collect weird stuff not just i, I collect non-sports well you basically. are weird doesn't surprise <laughs> me we're both weird it's just so you know i found somebody sold me a couple of complete set of big bang theory signed okay the co- what's her name um the Bailey, girl Coco. Coco, Coco, yeah. whatever, I don't know. raw yeah. just sold for like three thousand dollars 
Oh my God. Yeah. And I have the complete set. Everybody's like two, three hundred, couple of them five hundred. And some guys like, can you buy this off me for a thousand bucks? You know. For the whole set. Yeah, for and the whole these set. Are like pack pulled or he he had some somebody oh, like Oh no, no, this are pack pulled. Pack pulled. Oh wow. Yeah. So I was like, it was a nice pickup. And right away, I'm so excited. Got home, look at the condition, cleaned up, and ready for PSA. <laughs> there you go. I mean, listen, so, you know. That's old Sheldon, right? Not yeah, young Sheldon. No. But it's just fun. Okay, it's not about making money, but it is making money too, you know. But it's also fun. It's, you know, it's probably good. I'm going to hold it a little, but see, those are stuff that you could sell anytime, though. Yeah. You yeah, know, I mean, that's also, so, it seems like you're enjoying that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, that's a it cool... was fun. Yeah. So yeah. I always tell people, you know, you got to like what you do. <laughs> I don't know when it's coming, but I ordered some Stranger Things cards. So my daughter watched that show. This, this, I mean, I ordered them from like the Netflix store or something like that. I think they're, I think they're like zero cool. Did you get a few of those packs during National and mm -hmm. give it to her? No. Oh man, it. they were selling for like two, three hundred dollars. No, it was hard. There was a machine was there, and you know, I was busy just getting yelled at by everybody during national. Oh. People just want to yell at me. It's, it's what happens, you know. No, I have a very like a punchable face. You could have gone there. I'll get them now. I'll get the stuff. And you now, don't, you know. you know, Josh Luber. Josh Luber could have gotten you one. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't <laughs> I'm like just kidding. I know I'm not like that either. <laughs> People are no, like, oh, I, you could just go to Josh and get this. I'm like, no. I did order some, though. I mean, they were like 50 bucks a box. I'm like, I ordered a couple boxes. So, nice. I mean, the, the pop culture stuff is cool. I mean, you know, it's, it's I, something different. I have so much of those. So, <laughs> Stranger Things? Or just no, no, no. Pop culture in general. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's part of the fun of collecting, right? So, you mm -hmm. had fun there. Pick that up. Anything else in the in the sport world that you picked up? Where you, I mean, you, last we spoke a couple times ago, you were you were looking at maybe like Scotty Barnes, like RPAs yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. Are people bringing those to shows? Are those still coming down? Any bargains? Yeah, I just picked up a very sick uh, maxi, first off the line NT with like right. a sick patch, and right. it's still sealed, you know. So it's time to pick up maxi a little. He's a little out, you know. The right. card before was like. Twelve thousand. I picked it up for like six grand. So wow, because he's yeah. injured, right? Because he's a little banged yeah. up. Yeah, so but he's on only like two. He's two weeks out, you know. So I'm like, I. It was a no brainer pickup. So there are stuff that's like, don't just sell everything. There are stuff that's good to pick up, you know, that you could make money. So there you um, go. <laughs> I like that. If you have a little bit of patience, which I don't, you find a guy like Maxi who's great. I but think right you'll learn though. I think you'll be more patient next time. I could see that. I don't know. That was really <laughs> out of character for me to buy like a Jordan Love. I remember telling Andrew I was doing. It, he's like, "You're insane. Why are you doing that?" I'm like, "Because there's all these potential exits." And I but just didn't knowing wait that, own... knowing that you almost did it, you just made the wrong decision. Yeah. I think it will make you do it again. <laughs> maybe. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll cross my fingers. Maybe, okay. maybe I'll be smarter next time. I just think next time, I just won't have it next time. Because I'm just not a gambler. I'll buy people really? who are dead, these not are, shiny. These are gambling. Uh, this is this is gambling. So big time. So. I mean, that's it's really it really what it is. But, but Andrew does it all the time, no? He does. He, but, he goes know, to show advice. I don't speak for him. I don't know. If he, I don't know if he's ever really winning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every once in a while you win in blackjack. I don't know if he's ever winning. No, I don't know. He, you, I thought you have no patience. Andrew has no patience, yeah, dude. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Bought some card in Chantilly's, showed me on Friday, and I'm like, he's like, oh, I'm keeping this card. I saw him the next day. He's like, where's the card? Oh, I sold it. Sold it, sold it already. Yeah, he gets his ants in his pants a little bit, but it's you know, okay. it's fun. That, but that's fun at shows. Exactly. You know what I look forward to? I, it's kind of why I like the bigger shows. Um, when the grading companies have on-site grading, it just changes a show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then I you know. can buy stuff raw, and you can you can you can increase your you know your your liquidity right there with a bang. Like, I bought this card, and boom, I turned it into a nine five from second. Yeah. So two shows are gonna have uh, on-site, I think, uh, coming up, which is very rare. Uh, Dallas and uh, Burbank. Okay. So for people want to know if they want to do some on-site, because most people just wait till uh, nationals to do it. But now they have two options, you know, two of the bigger show right now, obviously, Dallas and Burbank. So they're going to have it. And they're also in, near Texas and Cali area. That's why they're doing it. But, there we go. Got to mm -hmm. love it. Burbank's going to be interesting because it's Super Bowl weekend. Mm -hmm. I know. Well, table is very expensive. One of the most expensive uh, table, actually. 
Really? Compared to other shows, yeah. But they know they're hot. You know, the show is hot. It's $500, I think, for uh, one six-foot table. Wow. Yeah. Does that come with Continental Breakfast? Because if it doesn't, Andrew's not going. <laughs> I don't think so. They oh. found a bigger spot, so. <laughs> <laughs> no good. Well, listen, this has been fun. Thank you. We'll be back again in two weeks. We'll yep. talk about the, you know, the the Philly show. Um, you know, after you hit that, and you know, I'm sure it's going to kind of, you know, quiet down a little bit as the you know, as the holidays approach towards the end of the year. Is Philly going to be the last one? Yeah, there's a couple of uh, New York show. The promoter called me, like the one day show in the city. You know, which is very packed usually. It's a good show, but I just I'm a little tired right now. I'm actually looking forward to like a few weeks a of break. break. Right. I haven't had any break, so <laughs> maybe we'll go to the New York show as uh, consumers. We'll just walk in for an hour. Yeah, I, I'm planning to do that. Like that. Yes, we'll yeah. We'll 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 have the, the phones out like this. It's uncaged live <laughs> at the show. We'll I'm glad see. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank okay. you for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Lucas Tigers and Bronzo Mai. I wanted to tell you about a new service that we have starting. As of today, and I'm really, really excited to bring it to you guys. So as a part of our partnership with SGC, we got 50 free submissions every single month. And many of you have taken advantage of that. And it's amazing that we could have the opportunity to 650 episodes, 675 episodes in to go ahead and give back to our community. As people were sending those cards in, they asked, can we send 5, 10, 20 more cards to you guys? We'll pay for it, but we wanted them graded with SGC. You guys know SGC is turning cards around in 13 to 14 business days, uh, have incredible customer service, and their secondary market values are going up day after day after day. And that's exciting for the hobby and exciting for the grading landscape. So we didn't want to just rush into it. We wanted to do it right. And what we did was... I relocated here to Boca Raton, Florida. I opened up a PO box, maybe five minutes away from SGC, and I will be hand delivering and hand picking up the cards. So you don't have to worry about anyone else touching your cards. It will be me and I will update you every step of the way. So here's how it's gonna work. I'm gonna personally pick up the cards from a PO box, prep them, new card saver, new penny sleeve, and deliver them to SGC every single Tuesday. Why Tuesday? Well. It lets the stragglers over the weekend come back through on Monday and gives me a day to prep. And it basically gives SGC the entire week to work on grading those cards. Once your cards pop, only then at the end of the process will you be paying for the service. It's $25 per card. Simple as that. And the turnaround times have never been faster. We're hearing right now 13, 14, less than 20 business days. So there it is. 9170 Glades Road, number 135 is the P.O. Box in Boca Raton, Florida, 33434. 9170 Glades Road, number 135, Boca Raton, Florida, 33434. Of course, you could shoot me an email or shoot me a text anytime, and I'm always available. Many of you already have my email. It's Goldberg at gmail.com or my cell phone number, 215-519-9154. Reach out with any questions. I could walk you through the process. I've hopped on the call with quite a few of you, and I'm happy to do that. Love you, Luca Nation.